Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up, and I am really excited. I always say that, but I am really excited today to talk about getting more involved in activism in 2020. I'm recording this just a few hours after the announcement of Kamala Harris becoming Joe Biden's pick for the Democratic vice presidential nominee, which is very exciting. And I think it's inspiring so many of us, especially women and girls of color, to perhaps get off the sidelines this election cycle. I know we all have bigger fish to fry in terms of global health and this pandemic. And there's a lot of basic needs that you've got to prioritize. But if you're one of those people who feels election regret in years past, and in case it's not obvious, I have a long history of working in democratic politics before starting Bossed Up. Uh, So I will be sharing lots of examples from my experience. You know, this is a nonpartisan community and this is a company that is not you know, a partisan endeavor, but I am pretty unapologetically progressive here on this podcast. And some progressives would argue with me that Kamala Harris is not a progressive, but she is a Democrat. And regardless, I'm very excited about the historic nature of this ticket. What am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that if you have historically leaned back leaned out of the election process and perhaps felt some regret and don't know how to lean in or what it even looks like to get started dipping your toe into the proverbial pool of political activism, that is what today's episode is all about. Now, as a side note, to put on my career coach hat for a second, getting involved in political organizing is also just a great career move. It's a form of networking, right? It's networking through an endeavor that relates directly to your passions, if you can find a way to be useful to a campaign, you can probably find your way to being hired by a campaign. And campaigns, because they are so flat as structures by their very nature, they've proven to be accelerators for hardworking, talented people, right? I showed up to a campaign office on the first day and I made phone calls for eight hours. The second day, I was promoted to being the candidate's scheduler. Now, some campaigns are also extremely dysfunctional. That one happened to be. But you can capitalize on that when it comes to your career in that I could be a phone bank operator on day one and a scheduler on day two. And let me tell you, I bounced around from one congressional campaign to the next throughout college as a volunteer and was able to parlay all of those experiences into my first real job out of college as the youngest state director in the nation serving on behalf of Organizing for America, the kind of 2.0 version of the Obama campaign. 
getting involved in activism can not only be good for you, good for the world, good for democracy, it can also be really good for your career. I always like to find that <laughs> that intersection of good for the world and good for me. Uh, so you can do well and do good. And this is a perfect example of that. So today I'm going to share three quick tips for how to get off the sidelines, like what it even looks like, how to start thinking about it if campaigns, politics, or even even just activism from the nonprofit sense or the cause-based organizing kind of perspective, how do I wrap your head around getting started? Because there are plenty of nonpartisan political actions that you can take that relate specifically to issues like moms for gun reform, right? That spans across the aisle. And lot, there's lots of specific issues around environmentalism and even capitalism that attract folks from uh, from many different political perspectives. So let's not pretend like we're reduced to our political parties because we all know that's not true. Okay, tip number one, first and foremost, the best way to start so that your activism is sustainable, which is what I'm all about here, is assessing what you have to give. If you have no time right now, you might have some money to kick in. If you have no real surplus of money right now, you might have some time to volunteer. Perhaps you have neither of those, in which case you don't have time or money to volunteer. That's okay. Acknowledge what you have to give because as Oprah would say, you can't pour from an empty cup. So don't overpromise and then underdeliver. And please don't set yourself up to feel like the guilty volunteer who said they were going to do so much and then didn't. The final thing to consider in terms of precious resources that you have to contribute besides money and time is also your voice. How can you make your voice heard on social media, around the family dinner table, uh, within your community, at community meetings, at your neighbor's place, at your daycare center? How can you have conversations one by one to help the cause, whatever your cause is that you're championing, you'd be surprised how many minds and hearts are changed one conversation at a time. In fact, I would argue that's the only way that things have ever changed. Now, if you do find yourself with some extra cash and you want to take action, try to find a way to create recurring contributions. We talked about this in my episode on our racial justice plan here at Bossed Up. We're making quarterly profit-based contributions to give back to communities of color in particular. Figure out where your issue areas are that you want to contribute to or where your campaigns are if you're backing a specific candidate and try to see if you can set up a monthly contribution that pulls directly from your household budget in a way that's kind of a set it and forget it and you'll have a much more sustainable impact. I had a lot of luck on actblue.com where I recently found a combination fund. I don't know what to call it exactly, but it was a way to donate on a recurring monthly basis to kind of an all-inclusive fund focused on, in this case, 15 different charities that were related to advocating for communities of color. So if you can find a way to fit a recurring contribution into your monthly budget, and especially through actblue.com, which I found really helpful in finding the right causes that I wanted to put my personal budget behind these days, 
that can be an easy way to set it and forget it and make an impact on a recurring basis. It's election season, so lots of candidates and campaigns are going to be asking for your support, too. Definitely make sure you're looking at the local down-ballot races in addition to the big ones that get all the press and all the money because your dollar can in some ways go further for smaller local campaigns than they necessarily will on the federal level. So that's something to keep in mind. Similarly, if it's time that you have to contribute, think about what organizations and campaigns could use your volunteer effort and could use your specific talents. I loved the example that David Mariah gave on the last episode, episode 252, about pulling up for communities of color and that he used his photography talent to create photography like stock image bank and really connect with other photographers in the activist space specifically around creating content and photography around protest movements and marches, in this case, specifically around the recent marches for Black Lives. So think about what talents you have to volunteer. Not all of us are super talented photographers, but that's okay. Start with the cause. Start with the organization. And that brings me to point number two. So you've identified time is something that you have to share. Now you've got to find organizations and campaigns that you trust and that you believe in. Every campaign and every advocacy organization manages volunteers differently. Some do it better than others. I will be very candid with you. If you show up to volunteer and you're not greeted and trained and supported and made to feel welcome, you should not reward that organization with your continued volunteer efforts, right? You've got to be sure that you're volunteering your precious and most finite resource of time to an organization that has their act together. So think global, but start local, right? I care about big issues related to social enterprises and businesses that can do well and do good and 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 B corporations and capitalism that's not evil. <laughs> and it's hard to work on social justice economics in some abstract, amorphous, you know, philosophical way. So I ended up volunteering locally with my city's chapter of a group called Small Business Majority, which takes action to represent small business owners in state capitals and in government in lots of different ways. Similarly, I volunteer with Good Business Colorado, which is an awesome coalition of progressive business owners as well. So through finding these organizations and beginning to volunteer and show up, I was able to vet them, frankly, for how well they would be able to even make use of my effort and time. And they did very well, I have to be honest. Now, my time is much more limited now that I'm pivoting mid-pandemic with a small business of payroll to make. But um, as soon as I have more time, I'm going to be heading back to those organizations because they really had their act together. So meet with them. Reach out to those folks who are organizing. Respond to their emails. Sign up for their email blast. Try to find out what's happening because finding organizations and campaigns that are acting locally on behalf of issues that you care about is the single best way to get involved. You know, you might have some, you might make some mistakes along the way. You might start volunteering for an organization and then realize that even though you believe in their mission, you don't have a lot of faith in their leadership or their staff or their ability to manage volunteers effectively. And that's okay. Part ways. 
right? Don't keep showing up. Um, there are other organizations that can make better use of your time. So be picky. Uh, and then when you do find great organizers who are doing their jobs well and who have the resources to do their jobs well, keep showing up because they need you. Uh, and they can make really good use of you. So don't don't take your own labor for granted. Tip number three, I've already said it, but start showing up, right? Once you've identified and vetted organizations, the goal is to show up as a volunteer, meaning, and this is important as someone who's worked on both sides of this relationship as a both a campaign volunteer and a campaign organizer, you will hear from the organizers where your labor can be most utilized right then and there, right? Do they need you to collect ballot signatures? Do they need you to register voters, to make phone calls, to write letters, to knock on doors, to go to the halls of power and lobby by testifying in the state house and making your voice heard? There's lots of different ways to have an impact. Please don't waste an organizer's time by debating with them about where you can be most useful. If they need to fill a phone bank, they don't have time to hear about your prolific writing skills and how you should actually be writing an op-ed. If you believe that, go write your op-ed. You don't need that volunteer to tell you what to do. But trust that their strategy is one that is being set at the top. Please don't argue with the organizers about the strategic direction. If you disagree with the strategic direction, leave. <laughs> they probably don't have control over the strategic direction that their campaign is taking. And you are not in some DC, you know, war room deciding where to put resources to be most effective. In fact, they don't really need to hear your armchair philosophy on that. Respect their strategy or go elsewhere. Good campaigns and good volunteer organizations are very clear about where to focus resources and can direct you in that in that way. And a disorganized campaign would be swayed by a volunteer who says, no, I want to go in this direction, actually. I think this is how we should be doing things. And if they say yes to you, like that's a bigger problem. <laughs> so start having conversations with organizers. Start finding out where the needs are and why they're imminent and if you disagree with what they need, like kindly move on and please stop wasting their time. There's a lot of grunt work that goes into organizing. It's a humbling endeavor. Don't think you're too advanced or too talented to knock on your neighbor's door and have a conversation with them about a local candidate they know nothing about. That is democracy in action. And that is important work as someone who started off in the department that in politics is called field meaning door knocking and phone bank operating. And let me tell you, I am a persuasive, powerful speaker today because of all the doors that got shut in my face and all the phones that got hung up on me over the course of my political career and even today as a volunteer. That, it sounds painful, but it's very educational work. And frankly, it's more inspiring than discouraging. <laughs> Some elections more so than others. But uh, it's not all scary. It's not all bad. And even if you are the most introverted person ever, there's lots of jobs that you as a volunteer can do on a campaign that has nothing to do with phone calls and door knocking. So don't let me scare you off because there's still lots of other things that people need you to do. The most important thing is to get started. Don't get 
intimidated by the process, just start gravitating towards the local campaign offices or uh, local causes or nonprofits that really speak to you. And if you have any surplus of resources, time, energy, money, the ability to influence others on Instagram or wherever, let's use that. Let's use that power wisely to not only do what's in our own best interest personally, but to do what's in our best interest collectively, right? Our democracy doesn't work unless we keep it alive. What is that quote? The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. I think that's a John Locke quote. If I'm getting that wrong, my ninth grade uh, social studies teacher, Mr. Z, would be very disappointed with me because he drilled that into our minds. But it is a good reminder that vigilance is required in order for government to work. So for goodness sake, whatever you care about, whatever candidate has your support this year, don't do nothing. Do something, right? Get off the sidelines. Make your voice heard. And let's get out there, y'all. We don't have the luxury of being silent. There are too many people hurting right now. There's too much help that's needed. There's too much change that's needed for us to just sit idly by and let this election cycle and let this year pass us by. So I hope this was helpful for those of you who want to get more involved in activism but aren't quite sure how. Defer to the organizations near you. And if you are struggling to find them, DM me. We can work it out together because I guarantee you there are plenty of professionals listening to this who are in the nonprofit sector or who are in the political sector who are thinking to themselves, how am I going to fill this volunteer food drive next week? Or how am I going to fill all the volunteers that I need to have for this phone bank next week? You're needed, you're important, and you can add value. So get out there, make your voice heard, and let's get off the sidelines in 2020. If you want links to more helpful resources that can help guide you in getting started, getting more involved in either political activism or just volunteerism in general, head to bossedup.org slash episode 253. You'll find a transcript of today's podcast there along with lots of helpful hyperlinks to guide you on your merry way. Now, happy campaigning, y'all. Let's get it. Let's get after it. <laughs>